0: On this episode, track safety, cars can't finish, and are we seeing some reliability issues? There's a lot happening, and people we didn't think be at the top are at the top of the driver's standings. Who knows what's going to happen this season here on the Track Limits Podcast. And hello, and welcome to the Track Limits Podcast. My name is Taylor. I'm joined here, as always, by my friend Harrison. Harrison giving a disappointing glare at that intro. He does not like it at all. I wasn't disappointed. Okay, well... Whichever you think. doesn't matter. Uh, Saudi Arabia was our previous race. Um, I need to turn on these monitor my headphones because I can't hear anything. There we go. Um, and uh, we had an interesting qualifying, an interesting race. Uh, questions of, safe, of safety happened, not just with the location, but the track itself throughout the weekend. Uh, and now we just, uh, I mean, we have a new another new winner for this, uh, season and another new pole. It's, so we're um, already knocking those out of the it's park. A, it's
1: a, it's a second race <laughs> of the year. So, it's not, so two, we have two, we have two polls that are two, uh, winners. What a, what a lap to get though from Sergio yes, unexpectedly absolutely. snatched it from Ferrari. Uh,
0: yes. And, um, Let's also say we'll start out by saying that this is um, the hot topic of the day was the worst qualifying for Lewis Hamilton since 2017, um, which technically that was based on if you take out penal yeah penalties or wrecks or anything like that, just pure speed. It went back to like 2007. Yeah, it was his he, rookie year, I think. So it crazy what's coming out of Lewis's car right now which shocking.
1: is shocking it's also shocking because George was way up there for a lot most of yeah. the session. George at 6 he was up there I mean, he was. I think he was 3rd in one session one qualifying so mm-hmm. it's it was interesting to see I don't understand I mean I guess his balance wasn't right but they didn't change a whole lot they made a few changes at, inside of Parc Fermi so uh, not really sure where the pace in qualifying was for him which, I guess he didn't want to be there in the first place, uh, mm-hmm. but still, was a very shocking moment.
0: Definitely. Um, and then we had a, a terrible accident um, in qualifying. Obviously, with uh, Mick Schumacher, we're very glad that he is um,
1: okay. Um, okay. He's okay. And um, yeah, sorry, I was looking. We're okay. we're I was reading my. Okay, everyone. We're glad that. He's I was okay. reading
0: absolutely i was reading my notes i just saw where he finished with qualifying and um still ahead of stroll but the uh the safety of the track i believe they even showed a clip where he crashed in the same place in 2021 season um and there had been multiple i mean latifi go in that same General area. The problem with the track is it is so close and it's got the speed. So you have the walls of, I guess, Monaco with the speed of Monza. Ridiculous speed of Monza. That's a perfect way
1: to put it. Yeah, but a part of me is like, that's why we love it. It's because Mm. it's so on edge. It's so exciting. It's so dangerous. It's why we love this. Now, granted, we want everybody to be safe. We don't want to put people in imminent danger. But part of the excitement of you know racing in itself is the dangerous aspect the high speeds the close quarters the tight racing and it's also you know it's sad it was hard it was a hard wreck to watch like it was a terrible crash and a a spot and i do agree they need to you know either widen widen it out a little bit or do something to make it a little more safe but you know I i don't think we can sit here and have an outcry about the track just because of you know, one bad accident. Because then you get through the whole race, and there's, you know, Latifi losing it in a weird spot, at, at mm-hmm. not high speeds. And outside of that, it was what the Albon stroll incident. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people were just up in arms overall as the weekend is. People would, we did they didn't want to be racing there because, I mean, first of all, why are we <laughs> racing in Saudi Arabia? From a humanitarian aspect, uh, I mean, it just proves more that cash is king and then you know the day of practice there's a missile strike on a oil factory 10 miles away or 10 kilometers away so i think a Mm -hmm. lot of people were kind of upset that they were staying which rightfully so i don't think they should have raced with you know not only the social aspect political aspect of the climate in saudi arabia but also the fact that they were under attack which Mm -hmm. i guess they said they're attacking the infrastructure but drivers don't know that i mean they met until three in the morning just to have some Mm -hmm. sort of peace of mind and then you go out and the next day mick has this terrible wreck on a track that everybody already is saying isn't very safe because you can't really see so i think it was a lot of compounding uh viewpoints and you know opinions on the track itself but you know at the same time i think all the drivers understand the risk they take when they go there as far as the track goes there shouldn't be any risk outside of the track, and there shouldn't be that much risk at the track, but, you know, I guess a little bit of risk is racing.
0: Uh, I, I agree with risk, but sometimes I, I'm curious with this track and based on safety. It's very difficult to be so safety-minded, and you have a track as fast and as tight as that, so maybe that could be more of the complaint. Well, I agree it should be wider.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least give it the Baku treatment and six-lane highway at its high- highest mm-hmm. speed. Yeah, And not so close quarters, but yeah. I
0: didn't I didn't know Star Wars had a track. Oh, that's Baku. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> it's Baku. I
1: mean, this isn't just, so, Let's be honest, yeah. if we're if we're thinking logically and our you know, objective brain as Formula 1 as a whole, We're going to be in Saudi Arabia the entire contract. I mean, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And we're just going to have to live with it. And they might make some changes. uh, But it's not like They weren't F1 experts helping design the track, you know? X drivers.
0: I'll just go back to um, a very famous person who just said one word, and that word was money. Uh, His name was Mr. (laughs) Krabs. So... Very words to live by in the Formula One world. Anything you want to say about qualifying besides uh, Sergio Perez getting up on top? Uh, of to Botas be
1: proving once again. It did get it P eight. Quite the qualifier. For... Uh, McLaren's eleven, twelve. I mean, it was a better showing, but you know, it's still it, they're better in the high-speed corners. I think in the, after the race, you kind of saw Lando try to quell any. Optimism of anybody Mm -hmm. as how many times Mm -hmm. he said, you know, if we went back to Bahrain, we would still be a last because we're terrible in the straight line speed and the slow speed corners. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. they'll probably not be great in Australia unless something gets fixed. But yeah, it was nice to see them at least have some sort of, you know, success is a loose term there, 11th and 12th.
0: I want to apologize. You're about to go on talking about Valtteri Bottas, and I just kind of no, no, no. Shut I was just down. I not going to talk about continue him. on how great he is. Well,
1: I was I was done. I said what I wanted to say, that he qualified well. He's qualifying as well on a Alfa Romeo as he did in a Mercedes,
0: and the Haas still doing, still getting in there in the top ten and scoring points next time. Uh, with Gunther saying his my favorite line he's ever said, um, that I can't say here this is a clean podcast because this is a plain clean podcast but basically he said he would have done unspeakable things to the entire paddock for two points last year <laughs> for back to back races of
1: points i mean with a guy who yeah. sat out a year whose neck has to be killing him like i the onboards in the race not to skip ahead to the race but the onboards mm-hmm. of him like just like his neck just like leaning where everybody else kind of just like sits so it's, yeah kind of proved like he had to have been in some pain after the race
0: well he he just needs to build it up for that schumacher neck true you know sure mick, mick is fine because of his
1: neck probably i think there was a big th- thing on uh, neck talk oh yeah yeah how big they are i Maybe think it's continue. um <laughs> not to you know get off your you know, fascination of neck ne- talk necks. yes
0: um yes and the i mean they're just so muscular
1: yeah i mean sure i mean they are let's not say but going back to you know <laughs> kevin magnuson i mean after the race it's like it, he seems like a completely different person like i don't know if you've seen like he the, does the, in post-race interviews like w- when you're happy and you're driving a good car it, he's a completely different driver than he was two years ago whereas he gets out of a car and has to talk about finishing 19th 45 seconds off of, <laughs> off of 18th and now he has a competitive car and he's joking around he's smiling he's getting along with everybody it's pretty cool to see you know it's a different side of him that other people would like newer fans wouldn't have gotten to see in his hostage. yeah um
0: something i forgot to mention is that our friend uh hulkenberg Nico hulkenberg came back because seb was still having some COVID effects so he came back and um then, then went on to I feel so
1: bad for him he also had to have been hurting so bad in that car yeah going around that those speeds his neck i mean he finished in the race he was 91 seconds off of the lead he finished 12th but you know. and still beats you know his teammate we'll get to that later
0: okay let's get to that now i have nothing else to say about qualifying unless you do
1: no that's about it okay
0: Harrison, take us through this race because we started with 18 because uh, Yuki was still having trouble on the yeah, poor, um, formation lap. He couldn't do qualifying. Sucks for him. Hate to see that. Mm-hmm. And then Mick, Mick didn't race, started. but a big. You see the, the, big,
1: the thing they say is a million dollars to fix that car. Well,
0: that was a big thing I mean, that gonna they have to rebuild were from,
1: it completely. But I, that, when you see the numbers with it, it makes it a little bit more real.
0: And they do have a spare, but they were afraid that they wouldn't be able to race in Australia.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did the so right if, thing. And and yeah. they would have had to probably put Pietro in the car, which they've proven once again they don't want to do because mm-hmm. they didn't give him the seat in the first place. So mm-hmm. I think uh, right call to sit Mick. But poor Yuki. I feel bad for Yuki. I think he's kind of like coming into his own as a driver mm-hmm. and can't even make it back. More problems for Red Bull absolutely um
0: man nothing makes you feel worse than what happened to sergio perez though um now maybe you feel different but um just a very unlucky pit within a, a wreck um, safety car a, a pit a wreck goes to a safety car everybody pits he doesn't even get around the track before everyone's
1: done pitting so yeah but yeah. He, i mean he was in a tough spot i mean mm-hmm. he he either had to cover charles pitting once again it goes back to what we've been saying for the past two seasons that we've been doing this is if there's ever a time to make a decision on a pit stop being in second is the best spot to be you never want to be the leader mm-hmm. when it comes down to time to make a decision mm-hmm. and you saw it there he had to pit to cover the undercut because the undercut would have given charles a lead anyways and so Ferrari fakes the pit stop, Charles stays out, and then, you know, Mr. inopportune moment, Nicholas Latifi wrecks again. Uh mm-hmm. not really sure what happened to him. And Sergio hey. Perez just that's racing, uh, I guess.
0: I texted you and said Latifi giveth, Latifi taketh away. Yeah, it's it's a bad thing that he's already read for.
1: Sorry. He brum, was once brum. their savior no he's their villain hmm. but yeah feel bad for Sergio I mean he drove a perfect race up to that point uh, I think yeah. I honestly think that it, even if it hadn't happened I think Charles would have I don't. I think it would have been a race between him and Charles not him and not Max and Charles just flopped yeah and I think Charles so sure. probably would have won the race hmm. just my, take that Sergio Just my opinion for the way that it was Bank. going, I think that Charles would have caught him. And the way that the, the power of the DRS, I don't know that uh, Sergio would have been uh, not willing, but I don't think he would have uh, been as aggressive as Max was with the fighting for position to get the DRS, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. what like, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have been locking up trying to beat Charles to the... DRS zone yeah
0: um there were a lot of DNFs this race I'm going with that we're starting to see these new cars as you go into the second race you are starting to get a lot of miles on these cars a lot of miles you know what I'm trying to say a lot of some laps on these cars you're starting to see those reliability issues that I said at the beginning of the season could be something we look at um I've heard some people blame fuel. I've heard some people blame whatever else. Um, but when we have one, two, three, four, five people DNF, one of them was Latifi. Um,
1: but Albon, but Albon per- also DNF'd due to damage, didn't he? Cause was it damage? I think he just. I think he DNF'd he maybe. Knocked. I think it was both. I think it was a mixture of both. Mm. But yeah, it was... I mean... what. What's interesting is even makes it even more interesting is that week one it was all Red Bull power units. Mm-hmm. Week two it's all Mercedes and for well one Ferrari I guess if Bottas mm-hmm. but Botas was having some sort of other issue. But yeah, and then you've got all Mercedes powered cars not finishing this one, and Renault I guess with so on so to-
0: when you get when you get to Australia it's going to be all the Ferrari powered ones.
1: Uh, yeah, unless uh, I I guess. Unless they've just actually figured it out. Maybe so. Who knows? Interesting to find out. I mean, they've obviously uh, got the most power in there, so. All right, this is your time, your favorite moment.
0: Talk to me a little bit about Aston Martin, Stroll, losing out to Hulk.
1: It's not even that the f- he lost- The floor is all yours. It's not even that he lost out to Hulk is that the same situation has presented itself to Lance Stroll multiple times. Mm -hmm. He leaves the door open, lets somebody take the space, and then closes it and causes an accident. Why Alex Albon got a penalty for what happened? (laughs) Alex Albon had every right to dive to the bottom, had the move, was alongside him, and Lance Stroll just acted like he wasn't there. Just tried to hit the apex at Rex and then blames Alex Albon for lunging. And it's like, Dude, what are you doing at this point? You're already so slow. You're racing for last place at this point only to beat your teammate. You've lost to him again, a guy who hasn't driven a car in years. Comes in, no training, no nothing. Never driven this car and you're losing to him. You're doing stupid things. You know, you fired a guy who's now putting cars, you know, in the points. You've got a guy named Mike Crack as your team principal. (laughs) Again. i just don't understand what's going on there i'll if lance stroll keeps his seat past this year if stuff like this keeps happening and he keeps his seat by the end of this year it proves everyone right everyone who has said he's only there because of his dad will be proven right if he keeps his seat if this if he doesn't start scoring points doing well At least beating... I mean, when Seb comes... like Seb will be back next week, probably. Next race, probably. If he... You know, he's got a little bit more leeway there. But the fact that he's lost to Hulkenberg twice... And can't out-qualify a guy who doesn't... You know, hasn't raced this car, driven this car, done anything in this car. If he keeps having silly accidents, doing stupid things, not scoring points... It proves everyone... All of you know the, the they say haters proves them correct, and we stood up for the guy. And now I just kind of you know, I almost want you take feel it like all a back, fool. I want to take it all back. I won't yet. <laughs> but there's just I don't know, even. His demeanor this year has just been something else. I don't know what it is. It's like he doesn't. It's like he's not enjoying it anymore. I already thought he was lame, but it's just almost like he's like. It's it's a one thing to like not enjoy the racing cuz you're not doing well, but it's another one to just act like he's been acting. I don't know, it's hard it's it's hard to explain, but you get the point. 100% yes, I think do. that he could have left some space there and neither one of them would have wrecked. It didn't matter. It wasn't a mm-hmm. a, a practical position to be racing like that for at the end towards the end of the race and Alex Owon getting the penalty. Uh, it's just kind of, I, if I'm Alex Albon, I'm pretty frustrated right now.
0: Don't blame him. Um, just want to say a uh, great radio moment of Lewis Hamilton fi- finishing P10 and saying that he, are there even points for that? Uh, I'm going to go with that he was being genuine, that he didn't
1: know. I mean, he might not, <laughs> but uh, again, <laughs> I text, we texted about this because it's like mercedes when it and lewis just specifically lewis hamilton and bono it's like they're not on the same page when it comes down Mm -hmm. to a critical decision to make because we saw strategy we saw it multiple times last year especially in hungary where he's like it's not it's i'm gonna leave these tires on when everybody else is gonna pit and again he was in first Mm -hmm. the only time they got it right was in russia and he was in second which was the easier place to be there as far as decisions go and then it comes out, you know, he should pit when the safety car. Everybody knows he should pit. You know, people are saying he's probably nervous because of uh, Italy 2020 or whenever, you know, that he's going to pit when the pit lane's closed and get the penalty. But he, then you hear the radio of Bono telling him to box, and he doesn't do it. He just keeps going. And I'm sure he saw the car there, but, you know, could have finished sixth in the race, more than likely. Yeah. And now he's yeah. had to fight for tenth because of a bad strategy call on the, when the timing was there for them and they just didn't capitalize. So it's another strange moment that I think uncharacteristic you, of Mercedes, of what we think of Mercedes as a whole. Is this one of those? Is this like a
0: trust thing too?
1: I don't. I, I don't know because you would think they have a great working relationship. They've been together so you, long. It's just. It's very weird to just feel you know, like nah. I don't know. I think it might also be. I I think we can chalk this week up to at least like a little bit of frustration being there because you know he didn't get out of Q one. He was probably the main one who didn't want to be there this weekend with everything going on. He you know he's got driving not a great car. You know if I think if you have two other drivers in that car if you have you know you put Lance Stroll and Nico Hulkenberg in that Mercedes it's finishing where the Aston Martin is probably. Yeah, uh, and, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a whole bunch of build-up of frustration for Lewis that I think that was probably weighing on him, and then him not wanting it might have been a little bit of not wanting to mess it up of pitting and then getting a pit. Which even, but then in my mind, it's like even if he pits and the pit lane's closed and he has to serve a penalty, he's still faster than you know the other three cars that finished on the lead on the. To actually finish the race between Stroll, Holkenberg, and Joe, mm-hmm. so I, it's just I don't know. I can't, I can't figure it out. Uh, but yeah, it's it was a strange weekend for Lewis. Um, we already talked about uh,
0: Magnussen getting on the, uh, getting in the points again, and Gunther wanting to do unspeakable things. <laughs> uh, Pierre Gasly P eight um alfatari struggles our um person we we said would be in the top three a top three team needs to pull together
1: yeah but did you um you hear this stuff about him being like the, saying he was in the worst pain of his life for the last five laps no he said uh oh. yeah he was like on the radio after the and like in the interview saying like his he felt like his intestine was were being ripped out of his body He went to the hospital or to the medical team or something and got checked afterwards. But he said it was the worst pain of his life for the last... Like, he couldn't... And you can tell... You can see him, like, on the, uh, like, cool-down lap. He was driving with just his Mm. right hand. He, like, couldn't even lift his left arm up. Oh, my god! So, to finish how he finished was, you know, pretty well, I mean, I guess. If that's... If he was in that much pain, to be able to bring the car home for the last few laps is pretty impressive. He's, Mm. like, was screaming. He said he was screaming in pain on the radio. mm so yeah, pretty... Uh, mm. yeah. We were wrong about them being a top three. They probably won't be a top five. Mm. Unfortunately, but... Mm. Uh, good for Pierre. I can just see how that goes.
0: Ah!
1: <clears throat>
0: In French. Copy that. Copy that. Oh! Oh, there you go.
1: Okay. <laughs> we apologize to our French <laughs> listeners for that. I'm kidding. We don't <laughs> have any. I'm
0: kidding. Um, no, Lando Norris finish just p7 he's been mentioned there you go that's monoka which if
1: we're going to talk about that like we can just oh let's talk about them racing yeah, the line yeah and we can just we can <laughs> we'll, we can couple that in with the the whole racing as the weekend right you saw it with charles yeah. and max You've seen it with Esteban. And even after the race, those two were like gleeful. And you see with all the drivers of this new car, they all seem to just, outside of Mercedes, they all seem to just love to drive it because it's like go-kart racing because somebody passes and you don't have to worry about not being able to follow. You can come back at them. Like Esteban and Lando switched places like three times in the last three laps. It was pretty mm-hmm. much whoever got to the DRS zone in the in second was going to come out on the, in front uh but it was exciting to watch i mean it was just good racing you could you could stay side by side right behind the other one behind the other and on a track that was so tight and fast i mean imagine when we get to somewhere that's you know a little more open, silverstone monza austria even spa we're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of good racing with these cars and you definitely saw it with the two at the front you know well i've seen a lot of people like comparing it to last year and saying how clean of racing it is between Charles and Max but i think there's like there was more on the line last year for those two with the car i think i think if it was this car was last year i think it would be kind of the same like respectful just having fun like good hard racing mm-hmm. uh because max felt like he could come back uh but yeah it was it was incredible to watch those two drive against each other um, Russell, team on
0: his back, P5, pulling his teammate, um, pretty uneventful race He just kind of drove around in circles. Uh, Sergio, four, and then a double podium for Ferrari, Max pulls it out the end, um, for an exciting race that was great. I didn't hear the radio. Um, a lot of people were giving Max crap because of his radio saying he can't do that, blah, 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 whatever. Whining. I just want to say that's probably Isn't that the Red Bull all Boy? drivers do that. They just happen to, you know But that's the also Max's. the Red Bull way.
1: Uh no, I think he had a valid point. Charles was crossing the white line. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It's just he wanted to win, I think.
0: Gotcha. Um I do want to talk about one thing that I think is kind of I, I don't understand it a little bit and that is I'm seeing a lot of DRS hate when I feel like DRS is giving us some of the best races over and over again. I know some people are complaining because the drivers can just kind of... Because the fight to
1: get the DRS?
0: Yeah, hit the brakes a little bit, just give up right before the DRS zone, and then you can go uh, the detection zone, but that kind and of, then go. I think that's kind
1: of cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that's It adds to strategy. the strategy. I, I, but that's I strategy. also think that, like... Nobody really had a problem with it last week. I think it was just I think it was very track specific because you have those two zones, one turn away from each other. The detection zone is right before the turn, after another DRS zone, and you saw like Max like closing his DRS up early just to not pass him to get it again on the front. I think if anything, the discussion shouldn't be do we need DRS anymore or should we get rid of DRS. It should be do we need to look at where the zones and the detection zones are on tracks, specific mm-hmm. tracks? Because we, obviously, you know, this year is going to be not a lot done with it because it's a trial run. We want to see, you know, what tracks it works, what tracks it doesn't work, what what needs fixing. Obviously, it works. I don't mean it like as in like get rid of it, but what works as far as detection zones? I don't think DRS is bad. I think it's a, it's great. It leads to better racing because Max will have passed him they want to switch spots four or five times without it. They would have just been mm-hmm. one behind the other, probably. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, I think we just need to look at where the detection zones are and, you know, maybe where the DRS zones are.
0: I think that's very valid. I, I don't, I think that to me it made it exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't get the hate, but maybe it's coming from, maybe I should have looked at, you know, what. Teams these people are fans of because maybe it just hurt them. Yeah, but the you can't look at the it.
1: you you gotta look can't look at the Twitter and the and the Reddit. Oh and the no, Reddit, but
0: but see here's the thing, that's what gives us content.
1: True, we gotta see.
0: We, I need the we gotta get that outrage. We gotta get that outrage, and DRS. we'd be happy to have your outrage put on our show if you email us. Yeah, stay we'll stay tuned talk at the end of the it. show, and we'll give you that email address.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about anything. I'm all for the DRS. I, I think it's good. I think it's just. it's recency bias like it's gonna come to next week Mm. or it's gonna come to australia maybe not even i don't know about australia but when it comes to like a purpose-built track you know people are gonna go oh man when they got to the drs zone and they weren't having to fight for it and and it gave us even good racing people are gonna be all for it it's just one of those Mm -hmm. hot topics of the weekend and it's again we've been we said this a lot last weekend where i was like there's a lot of things that we should be talking about and they're overshadowed by other things you know Mm -hmm. and like this weekend it feels like it was like two weeks worth of content in a race, like things to talk about in a race Mm -hmm. starting on you know friday and then saturday and then sunday each day had something big to talk about
0: yeah it was uh Anyway, besides that, good race this uh, past weekend. Glad everybody got out of there okay. And now we're about to go to Australia, where we uh, get to stay up till 1 a.m.
1: Eastern time and watch a good race. Hey, but it's the first time. It's, it's cool to see it back, because it's always, you, you know, mm-hmm. usually the first race. It's mm-hmm. been three years. Well, I guess... Yeah, 2019. It's the last. I guess they went in 2020, but they didn't race. Mm-hmm. Uh Yes, I'm excited. And the new layout, we finally get to see the new layout. Finally get to go back to Australia. I actually enjoy the, the track in Australia. I think it'll be a good race. So it'll be exciting to see. And it's our first two-week gap of the season. So mm-hmm. what are teams going to have done? What improvements? Is Mercedes going to have done anything to their engine? You know, are they Is Mc- Who knows? Are they going to spend some money on their side pods? Side pods back? Is, what? is McLaren going to come back into form is Aston martin going to be the worst team is williams going to be the worst team there's a lot to play on uh-huh. is ferrari going to keep it up with red bull
0: who it, knows it's going to be an exciting time and folks you can follow along on our twitter harrison will be live tweeting every practice and every race 1 a.m to 2 a.m to everything
1: i don't think so he's he's going to be covering it all speaking of um late not to just uh Completely bail on Australia. Have you seen the reports of the Las Vegas?
0: I've not seen any new reports of Las Vegas. I heard they're wanting to do a yeah. There's a, a race. Well, so
1: there's a. I don't know if it's a real thing or who the source was. If he's a just a fake person, but it was making its rounds of Twitter today of uh, Thanksgiving weekend, 2023, Las Vegas, with a start time of 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so seven o'clock. Pacific Time start, so a late race, but in America, because you can't run Las Vegas in the daytime. No man, to talk odd. about track
0: temps there, the tire degradation.
1: Yeah, Won't be ridiculous. Think
0: of the tire degradation.
1: So it's like I, I saw a lot of people in England complaining about having to you know wake up at three a.m. to watch a race, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. well, we're about to do that this weekend in mm-hmm. Australia. So mm-hmm. we're going to be up. Wait, do you plan? If you watch, would you? Would you stay up until you know two thirty three, or would you go to bed at like nine and then wake up at one o'clock to watch?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I'd probably go to bed and wake up. Really, um, I check. This is the reason why. Um, I, my wife is out of town during that, so you have a, it's just have gonna baby be. Me. I have baby baby duties, so I'm probably
1: just gonna you know. Yeah, I think I take, just feel like if like I a nap nap now. now Last night, I did wake up at 1.30 with a dog barking and then fall back asleep till 5. But, <laughs> in reality, if I went to bed at like 9, I, I would just want to sleep through the night. So, I, I think I would have to be opposite and stay up. I would have to, you know, stay up to, I got till 1 a.m. and watch it. I'm I not going to stay know. up till 2 and watch practice. That's a bit, bit, bit much. I can watch the replays
0: you get you a nice coffee and you know, just cuddle up on the couch and
1: watch you some racing. i'll drink my rowdy energy hey speaking of You're rowdy right. energy i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that nascar race i know this is the formula one podcast but nascar was at coda this weekend and my god mm-hmm. it was incredible they Were it was it the was most amazing ridiculous watch. thing i've ever seen i texted my watch dad it. about it because it's just like all they do is like knock each other out of the way You know, you at 40 miles an hour. Yeah, it was like, there's no track limits, so they're running way wide. Like, you know, there was a pass pass for the lead on the last lap on turn, like, 11. But they just completely missed the apex, ran, you know, 40 (laughs) feet wide of the turn, come back. Another guy comes in, (laughs) takes the lead, but then he gets cleaned out because they just took each other out in payback, and the guy wins. And I was just like, this is... Imagine, you know, Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen, which... You know, we almost saw it last year with uh, Max and uh, Max and Lewis in Brazil, or in Bahrain, or in Saudi last year, running each other off the track. But just imagine if they just like cleaned cleaned each other out at one point <laughs> and ran, just purposely ran each other forty feet wide, knocked in, were bumping into each other, and then imagine that Max Verstappen gets out of the car and they say. The watermelon farmer hears a signature move and they hand him a watermelon and they say, smash that watermelon. And Max Verstappen just takes a watermelon and smashes it on the ground. Can you imagine a scenario where that happens in Formula 1? How ridiculous <laughs> that is. I mean, it was gold, TV gold. But also, just my goodness, that was so silly. How ridiculous NASCAR was silly on a road course. I just thought I would bring that up
0: oh thank you for bringing that up i'm glad we can tell everybody our watermelon smashing
1: sports i mean hey welcome to america (laughs) amazing uh anything else you want to say about the race uh nope just hope more of that continues it's been really exciting to watch good actually good racing can be done multiple multiple passes in a row with these new cars kind of excited to see where it goes
0: cool deal um if you'd like to connect with us on social media instagram we're on twitter and instagram at track limits pod you can email us tracklimitspod at gmail.com it will probably be right on the air because we'll read anything uh lando norris was mentioned this episode leave me in comments for the stewards thank you to all of you who've been listening to us in this 2022 season we appreciate it and thank you to everyone who listened to our first bonus episode we're going to have another bonus episode this week Harrison is going to be in charge, and I think we might be joined by a special guest. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a tease. Maybe you'll tune in and realize that guest didn't show up. Who knows? Whatever happens, oh, we hope you, you
1: don't
0: know. We hope you listen. <laughs> yeah, don't be excited. It's nobody you know. You don't know who this person is. But you will. Think. Exactly. Until then, we thank you for listening. We'll see you next time here on The Track cool. on this podcast.